What's up, everybody? We're back. It's Tuesday, another edition, the second official episode of Tides Tuesday. Pretty funny. Um, so week two was pretty crazy, Jules. So many wild games coming down to the last play. So many inju- uh, the There were seven major injuries. I feel it, it was a war zone out there on Sunday. And and it looks and you know what we cap off the week with the Oakland Raiders and we'll talk about them later. Oakland Raiders opening up their new sta- uh, the Oakland Raiders. Wow, excuse me. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders opening up Valiant Alja, whatever it's called, stadium in Las Vegas on that strip, and they come out. You place they placed their bets and they came out victorious in the first official game at that new stadium. But Jules, as it's a as week two is over, as we get through with it, let's start. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to begin? Where do I begin? Where do I begin with my godforsaken football team? All right, we'll start with the Jets let 49ers say, game. Let me just say a couple of things here. Adam Gase is probably the worst football coach I've ever had the displeasure of having to deal with in my life by a wide margin. The dude is in over his head. He's inept. He's garbage, whatever you want to call him. He's terrible. He's mediocre. Not even mediocre. It's an insult to mediocre, actually. He is below mediocre. He's embarrassing. The Jets have quit on him after two games. They have no interest in playing for this dude. Avery Williamson says, I didn't hear this, but it's being reported that he said that the Jets don't practice to win. And apparently this started from McDougal, who obviously came from a much better culture in Seattle and obviously does not like what's going on with Gase and all this clown clown show stuff that's happening here. But I just, I can't deal with this dude anymore. It's beyond the point of comprehension. He's so bad. When he got hired, we both knew it was terrible. And it's playing out exactly as we thought it would. And that's what makes it so frustrating. And you knew he was probably going to get it at least two years, which makes it even worse because it's just two wasted years. And I really feel terribly for Sam Darnold right now. First of all, he has no wide receivers, literally throwing the practice squad guys. He has two touchdowns dropped by Hernson and Hogan. And Gase is calling peewee football plays for him, <laughs> not even throwing the ball downfield. I think Gase thinks the field is horizontal and not vertical. I'm almost positive he views the game horizontally and not vertically. That it would explain all the screens and stupid calls that he always makes and why he always throws the ball behind the marker. And the dumbass – I'm not trying not to curse on this, but he makes no, it No, it's hard. okay. It's okay. Um, Just, I'm, not gonna, uh, I'm not going to let it rip too much, but like – Free for all. He doesn't have a, a play for fourth and seven. Like, how the fuck do you not have a play? He said, I didn't have a play. Dude, that's your fucking job. How do you not have a fucking play? What if the game's on the line and it's a fourth and seven? You're like, oh, I don't have a play. We're going to punt? Like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Uh, listen, I think Adam Gase, ever, even with Miami, he was very hot and cold. He had good times and extremely bad times. When the Jets hired him, it was uh, such a bad hire. When you look Terrible. back at it, when you look back at it, the perfect candidate for you guys is in Dallas right now. That Me was too, the, yeah. it was McCarthy. It was a perfect marriage. I think him and Darnold would have been perfect for each other. He knows how to develop him. He would have made the team a lot better. Adam Gase, and you saw it here. I'll look into the camera. This was Adam Gase at his press conference. With his, with his uh, crazy-ass eyes. You know what? That's a good point, too, because just based off that alone, I, I, I was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, I was trying not to go into that too much, but really, like, what the hell, dude? Like, honestly. Like, just that that just set the tone for, like, how bad his tenure was. That literally just, like, like what in the world was he on? He must have been on – he was, like, coked out. He looked like he was coked out. He looked like he was on drugs or something. Like that, like for that press no, yeah. Like what in the world was he doing? He, it, looked, it, he looked like a retard. And he's fucking ridiculous. It, I can't. It was, um, yeah, he, uh, he's just not the right guy for a job. He, he's not the right not, job. For, he's not the right guy for any no, job. He, he's not. He's, he's a glorified coordinator. Listen. And not even that thing, anymore, no, I don't think. He, Dude. He, he, he was bailed out by Peyton, the greatness of Peyton Manning. Twice. Twice, and, and he was in Chicago, where he, I, in my, in my opinion, I don't think he did that much. I'm sorry, I really don't. Oh, no, he was terrible. His his he was fam- terrible. 
his uh, claim to fame, Adam Gase, is Denver. That's all he could uh, attest to. I, I think that Adam Gase, not fit to be a head coach. Nobody likes him on the Jets. Nobody liked him in Miami. When players got out of his system, hence Ryan Tannehill, look what happened. And once Mike they Lashecki. fired Gase. Mike Lashecki is a good example, too. He has a career-high 130 yards now. Oh, Mike Gesicki? Oh, he's a, he's a beast now out of – out there and the thing is too when you guys get rid of like the list goes on and on can you guys get rid of gase and hire a head coach which by the way in my opinion i think the enemy it's inevitable that's the way i see it it has to be yeah man i'm hoping that's the right pick i I want that one too the enemy is a guy with the chiefs who literally make that team a lot better and jules another thing you could see players from the chiefs who are free agents and Demarcus Robinson want to play with him. So yeah, I mean that, that would be fun. And then yeah, I mean I'm a big enemy guy. I've actually been thinking this for like a year plus now. I even thought about it last year. I was like, why don't we just scrap Gates and get enemy Like he's a great OC. He's been learning from Andy Reid. People say Reid calls the plays and stuff. Okay, but he still sees what goes on. Like I, he's he has to have a nice hand in it. I think he's got a lot of good experience. He's a very he's overqualified at this point in my opinion yeah, like he's yeah. gonna be a head coach next year I just hope it's with us like it's almost set in stone that he's gonna coach someone next year because the Chiefs can't really hold on to, well they could but I don't think they're gonna end up holding on so much longer he's gonna want to get that head coaching job yeah uh, it's very I, premature to talk about other candidates but I do think the enemy is the best choice as of now he is he he's a he's going to be a hot ticket too hot uh, commodity in my opinion but with the with the Jets, listen, about this game, it was terrible for both sides. Uh, speaking of the 49ers, they lost Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas to torn ACLs. Um, the 49ers are also still going to play at MetLife this week against the Giants. The who turf lost. is a big problem, yep, yeah. They're saying the turf is a problem, but apparently they tested the turf and it passed. But they also lost Jimmy Garoppolo to a high ankle sprain. Apparently they're optimistic he could play this week. I don't know. But um, – it's not looking good for the 49ers. They did sign Ziggy Ansah, but the receiving core is still banged up. They lost Mostert. So picking Jared, having Jarek McKinnon, who hasn't played in two years due to injury at this time, is a godsend to them. For sure. Um, I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, the Jets, I'm telling you, from what I'm seeing, the offensive line, you guys spent money, draft Becton. Becton in two games, I've watched his highlights. I've watched him. He doesn't let anybody in. He was when Nick Bosa was playing. He was stonewalling Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa couldn't go anywhere against Becton. I'm really proud for Becton. And and the thing is, the offensive line. You're still shuffling things around between the center and the guards, and mm-hmm. it's still not working. I don't. I, you guys spent yeah, the money, and it's well, not working. I I don't I mean, understand. I can tell you some party issues. Well, first of all, McGovern going down with the hamstring is just terrible. Like you can't even like I can't even make this up anymore. Perryman goes off like practice squad wideouts. Like I said, um, I mean Van Rotten's been garbage. He's been terrible. Alex Lewis hasn't been much better. So our guard play is still a big problem. I think George Fant's done a decent job from what I've seen. I really think the guard play is the weak Achilles of the Jets line at this point. I would say that's where the main problems have been coming. Beckton has been holding his own. He's going to do pancakes on Bosa. He looks like he's going to be a very solid pick. I think he was actually the best rookie last week, too, so that makes me pretty happy. Another silver lining I'll take. There's not many. Um, Quinton Williams finally showed up in the two sacks, so that makes me kind of happy. Yeah, so he did. I'm going to take a few things out of this game. Sam Darnold feels so terribly for him because – the Jets really went ends up bottling him out, new coach, and then Trevor Lawrence ends up being picked with the first pick if they actually you, you, get in that you position. Wanted, speaking of that, I know you saw this today. Did you see this nonsense about trading him to the Steelers? Yeah, I was not uh, too thrilled uh, about that. I, that's I just, think that, that was that's, dumb. That's, like, that's a that death was... sentence for the Jets. Like, if they trade, that's the last place they would send him to. They can't send him to the Steelers. That would be terrible. Like, if you're going to do it and – I have thought about this. If we're the first pick, I guess we have to go with Trevor. And I can't – it's not the worst thing in the world, obviously, because it's really damn good. But I think you should trade him to, like, the NFC or something if you have to trade him. But, like, I don't – I don't. I hope this doesn't happen. I still root for him. I'm just upset right now. That's just embarrassing, man. I, I just don't know. 
when can Gates? When do you think Gates can actually get fired? Do you think he'll make it through the shitstorm of the season, or do you think they'll pull the trigger on him early if things continue this badly? Like, what do you think might happen? I, my personal opinion, uh, I think Gase should be. If Gase is still the head coach by week six, there's a problem. I think he should be gone. They go zero five, like zero yeah, six. He's gotta yeah, go. Yeah, he's got to go. Yeah, and I've said this: make Greg Williams the interim head coach. I said yeah, it last. Players actually respect him, so that would be a good start. And I know the defense. You know what, Jules? The defense has been hasn't shaky been good with you either. Guys. But listen, the secondary. Listen, you're going from a year where you lost um, Adams. You Marcus May has been a godsend to you guys. He's one of the few positives I have as well. Plus Austin, Quinnen Williams is showing up. I hope he continues that because that could be a big thing moving forward. And if we get an edge rusher with him on the inside and he's actually playing what he should, that's good. Marcus May, bless Austin, good. But there is a very troubling thing with the Jets. A couple things. First of all, Ogletree over Avery Williamson when he's ready to go makes no sense. Another head-scratching move by Gase. Right. And then – the other thing, apparently Williamson said, fuck it. Like when, I don't know how true that is. Like when they made Ogletree the starter, so maybe that's why he's talking right now. But um, there, I want, he might get caught with what we were talking about for saying this stuff. Who knows? If he does, he'll go down the hero. I'm going to be sad, but I'm happy it's being said. And um, the defense has, has the most missed tackles in the league right now by like 11 tackles. We've yeah, missed yeah. 40 tackles in two weeks. That's pathetic. It's it's a problem, yeah, and that's one thing that Greg Williams does not tolerate too. So it's uh the one thing is you know what I'll I'll talk about this. Your secondary, Desir. I know he had an interception. The secondary, but he's not it. no, it's it's he's not a clear cut number one. What you, you the thing is, it, it's just not all. Oh, another thing I have to ask you: What's up with the rookie, uh, Davis? How's Austin Davis look? He's been mediocre at best. He hasn't, he hasn't been looking good? No, he hasn't been doing too much yet. And speaking of that, how are our, in, how are our rookies injured? We have Denzel Mims not playing. Zunga's injured. Cam, our guy Cam Clark is injured. Three of our big rookies. And then why is Perryman, Pirine, sorry, only getting three carries and Frank Gore, all reliable, getting 21? Adam Gates wants to shove Frank Gore down our throats so fucking badly to prove some stupid-ass point he has. Makes no sense. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it either. Um, it, it's a very, and the one thing with the offense, Sam, literally, the Jets are setting, set him up to fail. You want to have your young quarterback successful? That's why know, I'm starting to think about Trevor. Like, do they want to move on yeah. from Sam? Like, the only makes me think they do because, like, they're not giving them any chance to succeed here. No. So I don't know, like, what's gonna happen and like how bad this is gonna get. But next week against Indy is not when things are gonna get better. That's not going to be the turnaround, I'll tell you that much, because they look like a football team again, and we're going to get to them soon as well. But, yeah, it's just a disaster right now. Uh, I have no optimism for this season. I'm, I'm just waiting until Gase gets fired. Yeah, I, um, you guys will be a much better off with getting Gase out of here. And I'll tell you this, I don't even think a team touches him. I think he'll be – No, he's done. He's going to get he, blackballed from the NFL after yep, this. He won't and, even be a coordinator. He he's just the he's just not and you know what Joe Douglas I think it, Joe Douglas is smart enough to know this I think that he's literally sitting down thing I think the Johnson family is setting this team up to fail they're I, embarrassing I like how they, do they first Chris is just trying to stand behind a stupid hire that's the only reason he hasn't been fired yet he's just trying to make himself not look bad because he messed up with McCagden and he admitted that then he's gonna have too many messes up with Gase so that it's it's an ego thing right now. And then Woody might be back if Trump gets elected. Oh, God, this is going to – if he doesn't get reelected, oh, God, this is going to be a circus real quick. This is getting ugly. Gates needs to get out of here now. And also, Keyshawn Johnson made a good point. I told, my, I told Mikey, Mike Ramirez, of course, that um, he said when the Jets – he was on the Jets team in 96 that went 1-15. and And he said they just didn't play for their head coach. You know the guy – I think we talked about this before, Rich Cotite. Yeah. He was previously the worst coach in Jets history. Well, Adam Gase is taking that spot from him, I think. But Keyshawn said, like, the team just didn't play for him. Like, they just quit on him. Like, they had no interest in playing for him. He thinks there's a similar thing going on here. And he thinks, like, if they switch the coach, the Jets won't be that bad at all. He said, like, they can fix this if they fire Gase, basically. He was saying, like, how they went 1-15 and next year they went 9-7 and and they really just changed the coach. Yeah. 
Sometimes that's all it takes. It's just it just takes. Uh, yeah, and we're gonna get some bad, more talent too. Leaves you with James. a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I don't He's... think Greg Williams is going to survive this either. Though the defense keeps playing like this, unfortunately, it's going to be a complete overhaul, most likely. And it's a shame because Greg. Greg Williams is actually a very, very nice guy. I know we're not going to get to see him again, probably. Oh, hopefully he gets to, hopefully he gets some new life and we can go to camp again next year. But yeah, I know. Yeah, let's move on. All right, Jeff so you know what? Well, I'll, I'm going to move up. Let's move on to the uh, Sunday night game because I want to talk about this. This was uh, a big one. So. Literally, Cam Newton versus Russell Wilson. What a game to start. You know, Russell Wilson threw that early intercept pick six to um, Devin McCourty. One quick thing is I feel really, really bad for uh, James White, who lost his father on Sunday night in a car crash. His father died and his mother's in critical condition, so my heart goes out to James White. That's very and, sad, Russell, so mine. and Russell Wilson, I just have to say this. After the game, he was Russell Wilson is such a class act. He uh, – you know, shouted out James White and his family during the uh, interview at the end of the game with uh, um, Michelle Tafoya. Um, I will say this. Russell Wilson the other day played like a man possessed. In two games, he has nine touchdowns and one interception. He's tremendous. He's been lights out. He makes throws. He puts the ball in places that cornerbacks just can't get to. And it, that's what you saw. Um, the one thing I will say about this game um, – Cam Newton, everybody listening, is back. I don't care if I sound like a homer. That He's back. He's healthy. He's, nobody, everyone said that is, he can't throw anymore. That's bullshit. His arm is back. Julian Edelman, him, Julian Edelman, eight catches, a buck 59. He could have caught that game winner in the end zone, but ball's a little bit too high, a little bit too hard. Even Cam admitted that. Everything for Cam Newton. I'm going to tell you this. I said this at the end of the game. I, I think Josh McDaniels botched it on play calling a little bit at the end of the game. You know, you got to put it in Cam's hands. Yeah. But you know, that play, I, I would have done th- what I would have done personally. If I was calling that play with three seconds left, you only have one play to win the game in Seattle um, is I would have done that um, hesitation run and throw to the fullback that went for a touchdown earlier in the game in the third quarter. I would have done that again because they wouldn't have been able to stop it again when you saw it. Nobody was even looking that way. So it was a tough loss. The Patriots defense got expo- did not play well. Uh, just, just our linebacking core missing Dante Hightower. We can't stop the run, and we're going to have a problem with that if we can't stop the run, especially this week against the Raiders because excuse me, Josh Jacobs was an absolute stud yesterday. So uh, – I don't usually say this about losses because I hate seeing the Patriots lose more than anything. Just really bothers me. I even know it's week two, but I'm going to tell you this. That was a good loss. We were in it. We struggled in it, but without Cam, we would have not been in that ball game. And I give credit where credit's due. Jamal Adams was an absolute stud in this game, but he's a liability in pass coverage. You, that's his weakness. Jamal Adams is a box safety. Julian knows you know it better than anybody. He yep. just he cannot cover to save his life. He gets torched. Julian Edelman ate his lunch while he was um excuse me while he was in pass coverage. Cam Newton, other than the interception, played tremendous. He has four rushing touchdowns. He has in two games. He's over 100 yards rushing. At almost 400 yards passing at 397. Got to clean a few things up, but I love what I see from Cam. It was a good loss. You got to get back to work this week against the Raiders. Seattle is the team, in my opinion, is one of the best teams in the NFC, if not the best team. I'm saying it. I really do. I think. Oh, they come on now, good. screw them. Uh, I think Seattle is. That defense is leaky, though. No, their defense. Their defense. Up. Listen, their defense is abysmal. Other than Jamal Adams, they have no pass rush. Their cornerbacks are abysmal. Quinn Dunbar is mediocre at best. Griffin is eh, but. The one thing is, is that they lost Diggs for the year, that safety Diggs. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. They didn't lose him. He was uh, knocked out of the game for a helmet-to-helmet hit on Nikhil Harry. That's another thing. Uh, we saw the coming out party of Nikhil Harry, and you saw how he played. I love what I saw. This is what we've been waiting for. Cam and him just have this connection. I can't wait to see it progress. But I give credit where credit's due. Seattle played better. Uh, we were in it till the end, literally the last play. 
And, Jules, don't you agree? It seems to me when, C- when the Patriots and the Seahawks play, it always comes down to the last play now, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they were showing that. Everyone was talking about the play that I hate talking about, of course. That, of course yeah. Um, that was oh, being I love talked it. about a lot all week and everything. Um, I thought it was a great game, honestly. I agree with you. It was, my, it was probably the best game of the year, in my opinion, so far. Um, I like I said, I wish there were fans there. That game needed fans to me. Oh yeah, without the twelfth man, that was if the twelfth yeah. man was there, I, the comeback would have been much harder. So you know what? Yeah, I'm glad. I the- know. I'm have. That's what made me upset. I'm like, damn, Patriots might win this. Like I thought you guys might get it. That last play call was terrible. I don't know what you guys were thinking. Yeah, Josh Daniels watched that. I even said it yeah, at the, when the game yeah. was over. I'm like, come yeah, on, that Josh. was really bad. Like there was no creativity there. Like that was telegraphed too. Like you got to be better than that. Everybody knew what it was going to happen too. And yeah, we was- knew Cam was running the ball. Like come on now, <laughs> like give us a little something different. But no, I agree. I hate this. Hurt this. I hate saying this so much, but. Cam Newton is Cam. <laughs> the sound is off. Okay, I'll say this again in case they missed this. Cam Newton is back. Yes. Superman has returned. I hate it here. <laughs> so with that, I watched that game yesterday. I'm like, not yesterday. Sometimes I'm like, damn, he's back. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, this looks like vintage Cam Newton running into the end zone, throwing the ball over the place, had almost 400 yards. I don't care how bad that defense is, and it's bad, especially against the pass because Adams can't cover anyone, as you said. He was getting burns all across the field. One time Cam Newton got past him, I was liking that a little bit. But, yeah, the Seahawks' pass defense is going to be their undoing. Ultimately, yep, I, agree. I don't know if that defense is good enough to win a Super Bowl. Their offense, yes, of course, Russell Wilson can do anything, but with that defense, I don't know how far they're going to go. But we're going to have to see. That's a discussion for a later day. For them, I mean, DJ Metcalf continues to be a beast. Russell Wilson's a bona fide stud, obviously. You hit on the Patriots stuff. Um, trying to look right here. And the Bulls, this is random, but the Bulls hired Billy Donovan as their head coach, so that's interesting. I did but, see that. But um, I'm trying to check right here to see if I'm hitting all the boxes here with this game. Just trying to see some numbers from the Seahawks quickly. Yeah, Edelman was a beast. Eight for um, a buck 59. He, that yeah. was one of his best games he's ever played. I know the first play of the game, the, you, the bird had a pick six, so you were obviously hyped about that. Um, we're, uh, I'm looking at the wrong stuff. No, here. who didn't show up at all, Jules? Did you notice that? Greg Olson was a no-show. Yeah, I don't like that too much because he's my starting tight end in Dynasty. But Did he get you nothing? He got you up. zero, right? He got me zero. So that's going to have to change. He didn't even get targeted. No, he got targeted once. What he got heck? targeted once and it went off his hands for the pick six and then Russell Wilson oh, just Jesus. never looked his way. Oh, God. Yeah, so Adams had six ta- ten tackles and a sack. Whatever. And then, um, yeah, the rushing game was, like, non-existent for the Seahawks. Chris Carson was, like, okay. But, yeah, nothing too crazy. Good win for them. For you, I don't really say there's moral victories, but that's the closest you can get to one, I would say. Yeah, I'm, I, I like what I saw. We can build on it. It's not going to be easy going forward. But I think, I think this offense is built for success with Cam. And Cam Newton, I've never in my life heard Cam Newton talk like this. After apparently Matthew Slater said on the plane ride home, everybody's watched uh, on the plane after a loss. He's sitting down studying the playbook. Like he does, he said he's got it, but he's still studying the playbook. I'm excited for Cam Newton. Yeah, and and you, do, you just know this. He's just going to get better and better as the year goes on. Yeah, this is not great. This is not a great development. And, and he was. This- no, real quick. Uh, Go ahead. Somebody, know what he was talking. You're not gonna like this. He was talking about. Um, he said that the contract situation will play itself out, but he said he doesn't see himself playing for another team. That's what he said today. I was just about to ask you this. Like, if he continues this and let's say puts up like a 30 and 15, maybe runs for like 500 yards, a few touchdowns, like, how much do you think is a realistic offer for him? Like, how many years do you think they would bring him back? For? Oh yeah, like, uh, I'm glad you asked that. Do you think? I'm glad you asked that, brother. Um, you know what Ryan Tannehill got four for one eighteen? Yeah. I would give him that. I would give him something like that. How old is Cam? Like 30, 28? Cam's 31. 
Okay, yeah. Still, so, yeah, throw puts him at 35, 36. I'll give, I'll give him a four-year deal over 100 mil. I think he earned it. I think – Well, we'll have and, to – if he continues this, yeah. I think, honestly, in my opinion, for what I've seen from two games, and I know it's early and premature to say this, I'm comfortable with giving the man an extension. I don't want another quarterback porter. And also another thing, the Jarrett Stidham hype is starting to die down. Of course because, it is. <laughs> because Jarrett Stidham has been a healthy scratch for two weeks, and Brian Hoyer has been the backup. What does that tell you? Yeah, they really – that Stidham was all smoke and mirrors the whole time, yep. and they're always planning this. That's I'm what heard, it tells me. <laughs> I heard – I've been hearing that Jarrett Stidham, they think, is lazy. They said they oh, don't like what they see. Oh. Well, and I funny. said this, the guy's a turnover machine. Jamal, <laughs> Ad- thank God he wasn't playing in this game because Jamal Adams would have had a few picks. Yeah, you actually would have gotten to get a pick, which is almost impossible. Yeah, but, no, um, yeah, that's another thing. Jamal Adams doesn't get interceptions, which is crazy. Because he can't cover anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, that's – we'll move on. Okay, yeah, so I got to get to this debacle. No, please, I'm waiting for it. Go ahead. Just I want to hear you go – start – do it. I'm re- I've been waiting for this. Go. I'm excited. It's off. The microphone's off. I must be tapping it or something. I got to get this adjusted. Okay, well, I got to tighten this. But no. Yeah. Okay, so Falcons, what the hell, honestly. It was a replay of what happened with you guys almost, except not almost as bad, I would say. They're up 20 to nothing. They get three fumbles in the first quarter. They just run it up. Julio drops the ball. You never see him drop. Um, the onside kick was just embarrassing. They're also up 39 to 27. Uh, they were up 39 to 30. It seems improbable that this team will lose, but yet the Falcons find a way to lose. And it's really embarrassing. And Dan Quinn also needs to be fired as well. And all my buddy Adam Gase. Both of those guys got to get out. The Falcons clearly, something with Dan Quinn isn't working anymore. And it hasn't been the same since the Super Bowl, obviously. I know they made the playoffs that one year and they were decent, but. After that, it's just been a complete disaster and embarrassment. Um, big win for Mike McCarthy, obviously. Gurley didn't do too much. This was a Calvin Ridley day. Ryan played well, four touchdowns, no picks. But, again, they can't close. The defense for the Falcons is just terrible. No one can get any stops, obviously. So, Dan Quinn's got to go. I mean, his calling card's defense. That defense has been trashed for years now. So, I don't understand what's going on down there anymore. Um I said free Julio, but even he did cost this game. I, but I do. I want to see him. I want to see him get a championship, obviously. But that's not going to happen with the Falcons at this point. They had their one chance, and it's just not looking great right now. The only thing for them, I would say, they could take some solace is that Hayden Hurst showed up, and maybe he could be a thing for them going forward. But the problem is their defense is going to cost them a lot of games, and it's going to continue to do that because it's just bad. I'm going to tell you this. See, uh, the Atlanta Falcons can have a 50 to nothing lead with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they better and they'll be they better watch out. This is <laughs> no right. Like what the heck? This is an embarrassment. This is a, they can't the hold on to kick. They, they can't hold on to leads. I'll get to that. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. I, I think that Dan Quinn, since that suit, this team's defense is abysmal, secondary's trash, the linebacking core other than Deion Jones is nothing, the pass rush is not there, it's not good. The only thing good about this team is Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Matt, uh, Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley showing up, and also this guy um, – Hayden Hurst is starting to look good. And then Russell Gage out of nowhere is just yeah. like up. the offense is here. The defense is embarrassing. And they, but the offense has to finish the game too. They didn't again, but it's not on them. It's really the defense. That no, it's, go. it's, it's just abysmal. The onside kick, that's embarrassing. When they kick the ball, they have to have it go 10 yards. You can go and touch it, go and get it. Like, when I it's like understand. that, and then they're circling around it. You just, Wasn't Dan Quinn a special teams coach at one point, too? Yeah, he was. And he was well, how in the world did they not know that? Special like, teams coach so, then got promoted to D coordinator with Seattle. That's where he I made his – I just don't understand. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's his functions down there, I guess. Um, he needs to he, be fired. He should have been fired go, after yeah. that Super Bowl loss. Arthur right. Blank, the owner of the Falcons, is a moron. He's like, drawing a lot it. of blanks ever since that Super Bowl. That's all he's been doing. Like, stop it. And you know what? It's embarrassing because – Great players like Julio Jones deserves better. Come on. 
This is stop. I'm uh, here. Mike Dicker's doghouse. Falcon, stop <laughs> it. Like, this is ridiculous. How the fuck? And you know what? I'm going to curse for this. You know what? We haven't done this in a while. How the literal. I kind of let it go into what, what in the literal fuck are you doing? I don't know, man. On that onside kick. It's embarrassing. Like, they I'm let t- it roll 10 yards and then they and, just watch it. And like, I'm going to tell you this. Hell? Jules, I'm telling you this. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Dak Prescott showed something to me. That boy was playing lights out the other day. He yeah. Was, and this receiving core for the. Cowboys, uh, Amari Cooper, that one-handed catch, he had six for one, six for a hundred. Um, mm. I think C.D. Lamb is gonna is a star in the making. Who's the this guy, dude, Schultz. Oh, the tight end Schultz because the jar one's out. Yeah, Schultz has been really good for them, especially in the red zone. So, um, one thing with Dallas, I think, I think their secondary is abysmal. Their pass rush, we all know how good their pass rush is. Yeah. Um, their linebacking core, they still have – they lost Van Der Esch due to the uh, broken collarbone. He'll be back in two months. Um, they still have Jalen Smith. This team is good all around, and Mike McCarthy just makes him so much better, better than the uh, clapper that is the <laughs> offensive coordinator yeah, now for I the mean, Giants. Yeah, I mean, I just I, – I don't know what the Falcons anymore. It's really upsetting to me because the Jets are such a train wreck, so I like to watch the Falcons to, like, feel better sometimes, but that's not – they're not helping this time. And then they're not going to help this year either, so it's not it's not good. Like, I'm in trouble right now. <laughs> this has been – they've been they've both been bad for two years now, too, at least, I think. Like, the last two seasons haven't been fun for the Falcons or Jets, so – it hasn't been a good time. Wait, so the Falcons haven't made the playoffs for two straight years, right? It's been two straight they haven't made it, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the last two years have been terrible for me. Um, it's just been a tough go. But can they turn the page next week, as our buddy Aaron Boone likes to say, I hope? They play the Bears, so the Bear, they better because the Bears are such a fluke 2-0. and And with that, I think we should talk about that Bears-Giants game because things got pretty interesting in that one. Yeah, it did. Uh, um, the one big thing with that is Saquon Torres ACL out for the year. Uh, um, yeah, we hate it. It hurt us too, and it's, you just hate seeing that. How? Oh, that is a good topic now. How many ACL injuries? Seven, eight? Schefter was saying he's a, never seen that seven, many in one week. There were yeah. seven ACL injuries, and I think there's three Cortland or four. Sutton, there's three Cortland and four. Sutton, Cortland Sutton. Solomon Thomas, Joey Bosa, Barkley. Uh, uh, who else? There's a few other ones, but there's yeah, offensive. The I think there's offensive linemen or something that tore their ACLs, but um, no, it's seven. Uh, it's at least seven. They get it. It's good. <laughs> I think that um, the one thing with this game is uh, also another thing, guys, is Devontae Freeman signed with the Giants, so now he will be their running back for the remainder of the year. Good That's pickup official. for them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we better hopefully we get him tomorrow on the wire. Then we'll have to uh, hope that goes through. I'm gonna tell you this. What I saw, uh, the Chicago Bears, Trubisky is playing just good enough to win games, in my opinion. In two, I know it's only two games, but they're starting to click well. Uh, one person who did not play well is Allen Robinson after a crazy week he had last week. I was disappointed in him. Uh, he's not doing well. He wants, he's playing for a contract. He wants to get paid. And you're not going to get paid while you're playing like that. So especially after a week where you're complaining, uh, taking stuff off your social media, uh, kind of separating yourself away from the uh, from the organization. Yeah, I mean, and, well, here's the, oh, well, I was gonna say. No, no, go ahead. Go. Well, Robinson, I mean, yeah, he didn't really show up this time. Three catches, thirty-three yards. Mitch had two picks. I mean, he really in the second half they didn't do anything. The Giants just had a chance and they just couldn't get it done. The Bears have been the tail of two halves, basically. The first game they play – actually, one quarter, really. The first game they are sweeping until the fourth quarter, basically. Then last time – why is it not showing me the boxes? Like, I want to see the boxes, like, the quarter by quarters. But, okay, whatever. So, it was – yeah, they were up 10 nothing. Oh, they were up – see, it was a tail of quarters for the Bears, really. It was 17-0 in the first quarter, and they fell asleep. So it's very interesting how this team's been playing. It's been one quarter good, three bad, but it's been good enough to win both two games. So far, um, so far, I'll tell you this, a quarter, a head coach that's on the hot seat, definitely Matt Nagy. In two games, they have looked – they have played well enough to win games. Trubisky last week was very good. This week he was okay. Um, 
the one thing is they got to be more consistent. I think Matt, I think this offense has the players and has the tools to be dangerous. They just don't have the right guy to lead them on the field in the quarterback position. Yeah, and the Giants had a good comeback attempt. They got down to the goal line late. You still had filmed James' reactions out of the Poconos. He was going frantic over it. Giants were like 10 yards away, I want to say. They were very close. Daniel Jones incomplete had a pick. I think he fumbled the ball as well. So What else another, is new with Daniel Jones? Another thing he's got to clean up, obviously. So he's got to be better. But they, um, the Giants at least have been competitive, unlike us. So one thing I'll say, they've had a chance in both games. So they're 0-2. They're gonna, it's going to be tough for them as well. No, Barkley's going to be a big blow. But I do give them credit for how they battle without him. So we're going to have to see what happens with them but they got a long season ahead of them as well. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see how things look going forward. And they've got a lot of uh, injuries to the Giants. They can't catch a break with their injuries. Uh, but Daniel Jones has definitely got to play better. Defense got to play a lot better. So we'll see what happens. Joe Judge is not going to tolerate this, that's for sure. Nope, no, he is not, brother. No, he is not. So what's the next game you want to tackle? So you know what? I'm going to tell you this. You want to know what um you know what game surprised me? I'm I'm impressed with the Chargers. Uh Justin oh, Herbert. One, yeah. I am so impressed with what I saw from him. He was playing exceptional and the Chiefs defense had no answer for this kid whatsoever until the end of the game. Uh the Chiefs did not look good in the three quarters. I think you could agree with me, Jules. No, I really didn't get to out. see much of this, but I, I know they didn't play well. I can tell you that much. And I know Herbert was lights out. And here's the thing we also need to discuss, and we'll get to this more Thursday when we have our show. But why is Anthony Lynn going back to Tyrod Taylor? Herbert showed you he could play. Tyrod, we know what he is. He's a stopgap. Like, let Herbert go, bro. Like, come on, let Herbert, let, let Herbert shine. I, I agree. I think that comment was very premature. I think – I get it. You made him your starter, but listen. In the first, in last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning, defending Super Bowl champions, and the fact of the matter is, this kid, the Justin Herbert. Listen, he's going to be good for a long time. He's good. He he got this offense down, hitting his receivers, and it's the perfect offense for him. All these weapons, and the fact of the matter is, is. Anthony Lynn, I feel I get it. Your loyalty, I understand. It is what it is. But to me, oh, was he game, with Tyrod in Buffalo too? I think he was. Was he on the staff? Maybe I think he was. That's probably what it is. I mean, he has some loyalty to Tyrod. I mean, okay, but like, come on now. And Herbert said um, he did something historical. Actually, I think you probably know this too. I believe in the first half, he was the first rookie to have a passing touchdown and rushing touchdown in his NFL debut. Yeah. Yes, he was. He, that's what I'm saying. When he was playing, when I got the alert that, Ty, that Justin Herbert was um, playing, I'm like, some, did something happen to Tyrod? Tyrod, and he had chest pains. He had to go to the hospital. Thankfully, he's okay. Yeah, that's but good. The thing with the, the Chargers gave you a blueprint how to beat the Chiefs. The only reason the, the Chargers didn't win that game, one, is because Harrison Bucker's a beast. And two, <laughs> yeah. because Anthony Lynn got soft at the end and should have went for it on fourth and one, and they get yeah. But, That's another the, problem too. Like I don't like that. Um, Herbert threw one bad pick that people were complaining about. It. But it's, yeah. it's his that's first start. Like you can't expect it to be perfect. Like he almost was. Yeah, you got to go for it, man. Like you don't give the homes the ball overtime and expect to win the game. Like come on, dude. I don't care how good your defense is. This guy's the best quarterback in the league. You don't give him the ball back when you have a fourth and one overtime. It's just terrible. That's, you know what that is? That's coaching to lose. Yep, exactly. You're absolutely right, brother. I'm going to tell you this. Jules, the offensive line of the Chiefs did not play well. Your boy, Assembly, did not play well. Well, good, uh, because I don't want to do it that well. Um, <laughs> he had a few bad holding calls. No, he'll do uh, that. Patty Mahomes was under duress every game, and you saw the blueprint how you could beat this team is with a good secondary and a very good pass rush. You could get to them now in terms of the Patriots because we play them next week. We have the secondary, but the pass rush is not there, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. But anyway, 
There's one um, thing I got to ask you with this that's bothering me, actually. Go ahead. This is a cause for concern. Why is Kelly getting 23 carries compared to Eckworth's 16? You know, <clears throat> here's the thing. That's pretty interesting, and you want to know what I think they're doing. I think they, Kelly's more of a uh, uh, downhill runner. He's more of a legit running back. And Austin Eckwood, listen, Austin Eckwood proved that he could do both. But I think Anthony Lynn, what he's doing is having him on for is getting him in those passing situations because that's where he excels. Right. But I think also they're keeping him fresh for later in the year and they don't want to hurt Eckler because without Eckler, they're in trouble. Right. So I need Eckler for fantasy. I, I understand. No, fantasy situations, I agree. I, I don't know what the hell. He Anthony, scored 18 last week. Like, not bad, but I want more. The, oh, and he'll get more too. Get, <laughs> it, I think he's just, you know what, I don't think they're going to literally give him 20 five to 30 carries a game but I think they want right, to get him okay. his carries and get him in passing situations and I do ex- I will tell you this uh Jules do you agree with me Hunter Henry to me he was lights out the other day he out in my opinion I think he outplayed Kelsey yeah well Kelsey was pretty good too Hill's been was good of course but yeah uh, I mean, yeah Tyree Kill's Kill just a freak um, of nature it really bothers me this guy one catch he made was ridiculous oh my god it, not only does he have He's faster than everybody. He's quicker than everybody. He just has great hands, too. He doesn't drop the ball. It's just it, – it's crazy the things that he can yeah, do. He's, he's just he's, an ultimate good, weapon. Man. And so, also the thing with Sammy Watkins is they don't know what's up with him, so they're going to need – I saw he's questionable. Guys. Like, what else is new with him? Always questionable. So, what was the next game that popped to your attention? I was, um, I have a couple in mind, but what are you thinking? Um, one game to, I'm going to say this about a team, uh, the Rams to me, I love what, uh, I'll go to Rams game real quick. I think you got me on this one. I Eagles, like, what are we doing? Eagles Eagles are a terrible team. Carson Carson Wentz. Wentz, What's going on, bro? What the heck is lost. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Jared Goff is playing lights out. This often yeah, they I, look I, great. I'm surprised by this. This is a surprising development to me. I wasn't in on golf, but and Carson, we all were well, writing off all, the Rams. Wentz got outplayed by golf badly. That's the first thing you need to talk about for sure. Absolutely. And then, did you see the picky through? I was watching this game because I was in the Poconos, obviously, and their game was like the main game. So I was paying very close attention to this for a while. So the Eagles, I think. We're down like 16, 20 or so, I want to say. Right. And he forces a pick into double coverage in the red zone. Like, you have a good chance to score. And red zone picks are killers. You lose football games with that. Like Yeah, you can't, can't you be can't forcing the ball, the ball into double zone. coverage in the red zone, especially Wentz. Like, he's not a rookie. Like, he can't be doing that stuff. I don't understand what the problem is with him. But I'm, he's not very good right now. Two picks again. Like, he blew the game against the Redskins, Washington football team, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just not good. Miles Sanders played decent. Zach Kurtz still not really doing much. I think the contract talks are really starting to get to him, obviously. And then the Rams, golf kills it. No picks. Um, Henderson and Brown got it going. Akers got hurt. Uh, Cooper Cup played well. Higby went off. I mean, good stuff. The Rams maybe could be a playoff team. We were maybe we were wrong. The Eagles, uh, they're not going anywhere fast. Yeah, no, they're not going. Uh, they're not going anywhere. They're a bad team. They're not. Go- it's not going to be um, good for them for a while. They need to figure something out. It's really. You think really- Doug Peterson's going to get fired? Uh, I think he's checked out because somebody said something the other day that said that he's just he. he I think he's emotionally drained since he won that Super Bowl three years ago. It hasn't been good ever since for him. No, it, really it really hasn't, hasn't been. It's, it's all been went tough. downhill. And I'm going to be honest with you. I Don't be surprised if the, the two mutually part ways at the end of the year. I'm going to be honest. Right. I mean, sometimes you get a five-year window for winning the Super Bowl, but sometimes a little bit less. So maybe it's going to be less this time. And right. it's been bad. So do you think they can move on from Carson Wentz as well at this rate if he continues to play this well, poorly? Well, here's the thing. They they invested a lot of money into Carson, and he's really not shown up, and he's not shown he's worth that money. But I think that they're going to ride with him for another year, and if they're not going to – I mean, let me tell you this. This year, if they, they're that bad and they get the first overall pick, they're going to go for Trevor, definitely, and they're going to try to wow. see. 
I don't um, think they're going to be as bad as us. I wouldn't worry about that for them. Yeah, they'll, no, they'll, I, they'll, I, win, I, they'll win some games. Us, I, I don't know. But, I wouldn't um, worry about it. We'll probably I, win not, a few by accident. We know it was an interesting game we didn't get to. Bengals-Browns had a lot going on that Thursday night. Yeah, game. no, yeah, it did. It was so so early on in the week. And I'll tell you this, man. Uh, Joe Burrow was starting to show up. I love what I see from Tyler Boyd. I think he's just, 61 times, Burrow, in his I second know. start. It's That's how much they have faith in him, and they're showing Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. It's a, he's a he's a rookie in his second game, sixty-one throws. Are you kidding me? That just shows the uh, trust that they have in him. And listen, Zach Taylor is responsible for developing Jared Goff in uh, in L.A. Yeah, so he, he likes what he too, sees we'll from see. Burrow. I love what I see from Burrow. I'm going to tell you this: I still don't think I I, I don't like Baker. I, I'm not really. I, I'm stuck. He was okay. He was. I, okay. I don't like what I see from him, and also I'm going to still ride by my. Um, statements. I, I don't think him and Odell are a good mix. I really don't. I think yeah, the Beckham, offense, yeah. I know he had a touchdown. Um, but with that being said, I just don't see this team. Ever since he got to the team, the production went down, and the statistics prove it. Yeah, and that's true. The production before Odell was a lot better than when he got here, and it's crazy to even think that because we all were sitting there thinking. Oh my God! They got Odell. They have Juice. Uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing with the running back situation because uh, Nick Chubb deserves to get the ball twenty-five to thirty times a game. I get it. You have Kareem Hunt. You have a two-headed monster. But in my opinion, you have to have um, Nick Chubb in there at all times. This guy is a stud. He's one of the best backs of young backs in football. Mm-hmm. I will stand by my opinion. I hate to say this because I don't like this guy. O.J. Simpson even said it. He said he thinks that the Browns are really foolish for what they're doing to Nick Chubb. Nick <laughs> Chubb has never – yeah, it's funny, too, because I hate O.J. Simpson. With a <laughs> but uh, I, th- I thought that was a true statement when I heard that today. And also another thing is Nick Chubb, even when he was in college, he never had the spotlight for himself. And he was the best <laughs> yeah. back on every team. He had Sony, him and Sony Michelle, and now it's him and Kareem Hunt. Come on. Come on, Browns. Just get, feed the rock to Nick Chubb. The only He's the thing, number one yeah. back. No, Chubb's a stud, but, I mean, Hunt looks like his old self. I mean, 10 carries, 86 yards. I mean, it's not like he isn't putting in work when he gets in there. And no, I, think I get the way it. The Browns yeah. to, no, I get it, too. Like, Chubb's the guy. But, like, the Browns to win, they have to ride those two. And Baker just has to go off that. Like, Baker's not going to beat you throwing the ball over the place. He's proves he can't do that, really. And I know you agree with that, too. So, I, you need to set the tone running the ball, and then he just goes off that. And that's why they were able to win. No, I I agree. I uh, I def. I mean, in my opinion, I I it's a scary one-two combination with the two of them because Kareem Hunt really does look good, but in my opinion, Nick Chubb looks even better. And I get it. It's going to be tough to stop, but for me, I I just think that uh, I would just really ride with uh, Chubb as the number one, and I would still have. Hunt come in. I would have him come in on honestly on third down. Have him be that yeah, third do. down guy because he he's a an elite pass catcher too. So yeah, he can do damage. I, I, it's I'm going to use one of my favorite lines. It's a very luxurious problem the Browns have with the running backs. I would say it definitely yeah. is. Speaking of luxurious problems, how about the Green Bay Packers? I guess pouring it on again with the Lions. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers back. is back, boy. He's a and bad Aaron Jones man. is a bad man. The Aaron's absolutely massacred the Lions. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, slaughtered. Aaron major. Jones. I'm standing by our statement. Anybody, and this includes my brother Ryan. <laughs> anybody who says that Aaron Jones is a one-hit wonder, stop it. This boy yeah. is a stud. He's an elite pass catcher. That took him in the first elite round. Run, runner, and he's an, he's a star in this league. He's going to get hella paid when it's time for him. I love Aaron yeah. Jones. He's perfect for this offense. Makes that team so much better. There's no need to share carries with Jamal with Jamal Williams or even the stu- the AJ Dillon. Keep them Which on is the unnecessary bench. draft pick. See, the Packers made two mistakes. They waste two first rounds on guys they don't even need. Like we've exactly. seen a million times. And what are those guys doing now? Jordan loves holding the clipboard. And Tate's getting, and Dylan's getting five carries for 17 yards. But you could have, you didn't get, you could have got wide receivers with those picks and actually made the team a juggernaut. But they decided to play hee haw, get stuff they don't need. So now they're gonna, when they need, when the going gets tough, we'll see if it's enough. But right now it's more than enough because Aaron Jones is on a whole other level. 
like 230 all-purpose yards, three touchdowns. This guy just keeps fighting the end zone. It's not a fluke, obviously. And Aaron Rodgers is back. He's he's on he's he's uh, he's on this fu tour. He's saying fu a floor. I'm about to rip up this league. Exactly. Packers are a force, and they are one of the best teams in the league. Yes, yes, they are offensively and defensively. Aaron Rodgers is still th- him and Devontae Adams putting up work, even though Devontae Adams has a hamstring injury. Which, by the way, I do have news. His status for Sunday is uncertain, so you're gonna That's have to worry operation. about that. But he's working with no-name receivers and still putting up numbers. I'm going to tell you this. If Devontae Adams doesn't play, I think he's going to have a bit of an issue, but he'll figure it out. I expect a heavy dose of Aaron Jones to replace to to get a lot more production. And, I mean, you can't get any better production than he had the other day. Three touchdowns, two rushing, one in the air. Absolutely not. So – uh, 37 fantasy points for those keeping score at home. And, yes, we were indeed keeping score at home. So – it's, I'm excited. It's going to be – It's for the Packers, I think they'll be okay. I think uh, Devontae Adams down the road, he's going to be okay. He's a little hobbled. The hamstring injuries, we all know this. With no preseason, listen, it's, you're going to see these injuries. So it's going to be, a, uh, it's going to be um, interesting to see what's going on down the, uh, down the road. Yeah, for sure. And then we're going to talk about Jaguars-Titans. And the Jaguars, what's going on with these Jaguars? I mean, they almost get the Titans somehow. We see what they do week one. And now the Colts look like they got to figure it out as well. But, I mean, they only win by three points against the Jaguars, the Titans. This one really surprised me. Minshew Mania is becoming a thing. And I think he might be here to stay at this point. He's really looking good. And the Titans are a much better defense than the Colts. And he still continues to go with precision. Puts up 30 points somehow. Your boy Gaskowski gets two game-winning kicks, despite the fact he couldn't hit the backside of a barn at the beginning of week one. <laughs> Minshew, 339 yards, three touchdowns, um, completes 30 out of 45. He had two picks, but this guy Robinson runs for 102 yards. Um, Chark does work as well. Um, what do you make of this? What do you make of Minshew Mania? You in or you out? Are you back I mean, on board listen, of Mania? <laughs> listen, we saw it early last year. He was lighting it up, and he's doing the same thing this year. I want to see how it looks down the road. But he really, anytime he gets in, he seizes his opportunity, and this team rides with him. They really like him. I mean, he's better than what they had him Blake Bortles years ago. Yeah. So, who, by the way, is now the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. But anyway, uh, well, they signed him. Yeah, they signed him this morning. With uh, oh. Drew Locke is out for is out like three to five weeks with that shoulder. Yeah, uh, it's tough. It's gonna be. I will tell you this. Um, the Jaguars. You know what? They're a clown show organization. You've seen everything that happens. But with that being said, um, the Gardner Minshew has put the team on his back and really done well. I know they didn't. They're doing everything they can. DJ Chark putting up numbers. Keelan Cole came to play. This guy, James Robinson, I don't know who the hell he is, but he's starting to look good. And the defense is doing just enough. But, uh, you know, they're staying in ball games, So, we'll see how they're going to look going forward. But Minshew Mania, you know, what we saw it earlier last year, early last year, that he lit it up early in the year. And then later, as the year got, went on, he, he it started to deteriorate. So, we'll see what happens. And hopefully, he can keep it up. But in terms of that, I mean, like, in my opinion, if they get the first overall pick, which they could, it's, it's uh, Trevor season, but they do yeah. like what they have in Gardner. Exactly. And here's one thing I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm embarrassed, actually, because the Jets have looked much worse than the Jaguars. Yeah, I know. They have. Which is pathetic. Um, we've actually looked the worst of any team in the NFL by far, which is really sad. But um, in terms of Jacksonville, I mean – Minshew doesn't want them to get Lawrence. He's trying to fight for that job. He's trying to show yeah. that he can be a dude, and he's doing a great job through two games. Ryan Tannehill continues to light it up, four touchdowns, 18-24, picking up where he left off last year. Derrick Henry had an okay day, nothing too crazy, 3.5 yards per carry. He's been a little slow to start the year, but he normally picks up steam as the year goes on. We've seen this from him before. So I wouldn't be too worried if I was a Titans fan. John Smith really showed up. That was worth noting. Two touchdowns. But what about A.J. Brown? How's he doing? 
AJ Brown's looking okay. I mean, he was injured. I'm wondering how he's coming. Up uh, I haven't heard anything yet from him, but I think he's going to be okay. If I'm not mistaken, I haven't heard anything. I don't think okay. it's considered serious. So, anybody with fantasy situations, I think you could uh, take a nice breather. I don't think you have much to worry about. Right. So speaking of that, we stay in the division: Colts, Vikings, and the Colts showed up. We were all wrong about that last week. They showed up to play. Kirk Cousins, an embarrassment with three interceptions, 113 yards, showing the mediocre stuff that he really is. Uh, Dalvin Cook, not too great either, but only 14 carries. Absolute abomination for the Vikings. Phillip Rivers redeems himself, but still throws an interception. Jonathan Taylor's season has arrived, especially with Mack being out. 101 yards and a touchdown, two catches. So that's a great development for us. Right. Mo Ali Cox turns up out of nowhere, five yeah, catches, he, 111 yards. Like he'll have like random good games once in a while. Yeah, no. Uh, the thing is with the Vikings, they look lost. You know what? I'm not betting on them anymore, Steve. I'm sorry, buddy. But yeah, this yeah, team Steve, is just Vikings. We're not in on. And, and also, Dalvin Cook is going to the waiver wire as well. Dalvin Cook, I'm telling you, I'm sorry. You just got paid. And now you have to deal with this this uh this uh tomfoolery up there in Minnesota. But <laughs> the Colts, their defense looks good. Uh Phillip Rivers does redeem himself. Mo Alley Cox out of nowhere shows up. T. Y. Hilton as well. This off and Jonathan Taylor, listen, this guy's just this is just he's just scratching the surface with what this guy can do. So he's just gonna get better. He's gonna be one of the best backs in football within the next few years. I guarantee it. Um, I think that this team looks very, very good, and Philip Rivers just can't turn the ball over. He doesn't turn the ball over. This team could be an, could be a team you don't want to play down the road. Well, next year, I mean, next week they're gonna have no problem. They're gonna run through us, <laughs> so that's gonna be an embarrassment for us. Um, we're gonna move on though. Staying as a vision, Bills Dolphins. This was a thrilling game. Um, Josh Allen goes off, four hundred seventeen yards and four touchdowns. Um. I hate saying that, obviously, because I just don't like the dude. 18 rushing yards. Uh, I still think he's overrated. Just took advantage of a bad Dolphins team. Um, I'll stand by that until he does something in the playoffs, which hopefully doesn't happen. Right. So, um, yeah, the Bills just kill it again. 2-0. They're looking good. Singles, Terry, 56 yards. Uh, Diggs, break coming out party as a Bill, 153 and a touchdown. John Brown, who Beasley, 70. So apparently the Bills' chemistry is so good. John Brown's saying the call play for Diggs, and the second half of Diggs saying call plays for them. Like, that's just – they're rolling right now. Uh, the defense had a bad day, though. They did not really show up. I'm surprised the Dolphins got that many points. Fitzpatrick went back to being good fits. You get bad fits, you get good fits. This week was good fits. Two touchdowns over 300 yards. Gosheki had a career high 130. So, yeah, I mean, Fitz was good again. Next week will probably be terrible. <laughs> um yeah, I, I don't know what's gonna uh with this. Uh in my opinion, I think that I'm gonna tell you this. This week if Fitz can't get it done, bring Tua in. Stop it. Just bring him in, see what he could do. Uh I'm gonna tell you Josh Allen start looked really good the other day. Um digs in that offense just makes it more lethal. It, it's it's scary. But the one thing with me that that uh, still concerns me with Josh Allen is his accuracy, in my opinion. Uh, he still is overthrowing receivers, um, but when he gets that cleaned up, we're gonna have a problem. But him with his legs, that that is an issue. That's one thing. That's one part of his game that um, you gotta you gotta prepare for. Yeah, here's so. the thing: if Josh Allen can ever figure out to stop the receivers, like and not and stop overthrowing them, then everyone's screwed. He could be one of the best quarterbacks in the Agreed. league if he figures 100%. out to stop doing that. But that's where I'm not convinced still. But he still airmails receivers by 20 or 30 yards consistently. So until I see that get cleaned up, then I'm not going to think differently. But he's good right now. The Bills are very good. They're going to be a playoff team. Will he win a playoff game? That's a bigger question to me. Right. So, but they're going to be fine for now. And the Dolphins, I mean, back to the drawing board, I guess. They're going to play a Thursday night game that's less than desirable. I think when we do our preview this week, we could do a little speed bump over this one. Uh, it's going to be Dolphins and Jaguars, so um, there's not really much to talk about with that game. And we're going to have James on Thursday as well since it's birthday week, so early surprise for everyone. And we're going to do the picks Thursday most likely, so yeah. Yeah, so uh, 
Yeah, going forward, um, the one thing I will say real quick um, about yesterday's game, I will say that Drew Brees, in my opinion, um, I think his arm is starting to die. Without Michael Thomas, their offense is just not the same. Uh, still, Kamara still look great. Um, Darren Waller is a baller. I'm telling you, this guy yeah, is a Waller stud. is a baller. <laughs> and he's an absolute stud. Everybody, watch out for Darren Waller. He is really, really good. He's not only he, he's a tight end, but he plays it like a wide receiver. It's really tough to cover him. It's going to be an issue going forward for teams who have to play him, especially the Patriots, because we have him on Sunday, unfortunately. So, but with that, I think we covered everything else. Like we said, Jul- like Julian said, uh, you know, this week we're going to ha- our special guest is James. It's his birthday week, turning thirty, the dirty thirty. So we'll have him. Uh, on giving his predictions as well. Like we said, we're going to have a guest every week. Uh, Tides Tuesday, the second annual show, went very well. But we missed a few games, brother. Oh, we did. But um, but it's – um, what's it called? Yeah, we, all that stuff is still holds true. We'll do quick hitters here. We'll make them quick. Okay. So you're, we'll start with your guys' your second team, I guess. Panthers, Bucks. The Bucks show up. They do. What oh they yeah, have. yeah. No, Tom. Tom Brady showed up. He looked really good in the beginning, but in the second half, uh, it was abysmal. They almost came back. The Panthers, but the Buccaneers' defense looked very good. Um, that's what happened. Mike Evans looked very good. Scotty Miller had a touchdown. He dropped it. Oh, Chris Godwin was out due to a hand, uh, due to a um, concussion. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater looked hot and cold at times, in my opinion. My, I'm going to tell you this. The Panthers made a big mistake letting go of Cam. So, thank you, uh, Carolina. Well, they're in the race with Trevor as well. Yes. We've been talking about the Trevor race. They're at the front of it, I would say. You know how bad they want him. So, I'm going to say this. The fact that he they went to Bridgewater over Cam, like they, they just were ready to move on, I guess. He's not better than Cam, but there was health issues. One thing that's disappointing me, well, not disappointing, but – it's, I hate seeing this. Robbie Anderson going off again, nine for 109 yeah. yards, looking really good with Carolina. Uh, you know how sad I am about that, but it's good for him. And I'm surprised how well he's working with Bridgewater. I didn't think that was a good pairing, really. DJ Moore went off as well. But, yeah, the Panthers are going to be very bad. Uh, McCaffrey being out for a few weeks only helps their tank even more. They are very much in the race with Trevor Lawrence. The Bucks are going to be fine. And they have a very easy game this week without the lock Broncos. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be something going forward. The uh Buccaneers do have the uh Broncos this week, so uh we'll see how that goes without Drew Locke. Uh, but but Tom Brady looked good in the beginning and then in the second half it just wasn't there. They just got the win for their first win of the season, so we'll see what happens going forward with uh with that. But yeah, so but- Broncos Steelers. Speaking of uh, locking up, playing and Bortles and all that, Steelers do exactly what we think they would do. They take care of business against Denver. I'm surprised Denver was able to hang this close without Lock. Driscoll actually played decently, which is always surprising. Right. Shout out Steve Houston with Driscoll. Of course, he loved him from his time at Florida, not really because Driscoll wasn't good there. But, yeah, Driscoll got two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon showed up a little bit. Sutton tore his ACL. This game was a mess for Denver. Really tough day for them. Um, yeah, so it's the Steelers business as usual. Big Ben, 302. Connor over 106. Um, Claypool really flashed in this game with a big touchdown. Yeah, he did. And, uh, Deontay Johnson showed up as well. Oh, Deontay Johnson was a beast. So that the Steelers are looking good. They're going to be a force in the AFC for sure. They have a lot of good components on that football team. Oh, they got a great they got a great defense and their offense starting to look good because the quarterback play is back. He Big Ben tossed it to everybody. Juju 7 for 48. Deontay had 8 for 92, I believe in a touchdown. Claypool getting involved. Everybody else getting everybody's getting involved and this team is starting to look good because now they have a quarterback that can do it. So uh, and the defense is is elite. So we'll going forward, the, the Steelers are going to be a very very scary team that a lot of teams will not want to play going forward. No, they're a tough out, especially when because they have the formula, the defense, the passing, the running. I mean, they're good. Now there's going to be two games, and then we're done finally. Two games. It's it's basically they are who you thought they are, and this is really ironic because the Arizona Cardinals, when Danny Green made this line famous, and the Washington Redskins, they are who we thought they were. The Cardinals exposed the Redskins, beat them thirty to fifteen. 
Chase Young is still a beast, gets a sack. Terry McLaren flashes for the Redskins, so that's cool. Seven catches, 125 in the touchdown. Love to see that. And then Kyler Murray just continues to rip it up. Almost 300 passing, rushes for two TDs. Hopkins gets another touchdown. Everything's rolling well in Arizona right now. Yeah, Arizona looks good. And I wish we hired Cliff Kingsbury instead of Adam Gase. Uh, Of course you do. Um, (laughs) But uh, I will say this, you know, Kyler Murray is just looking absolutely phenomenal. It's really – it's really awesome to see how it looks because he he's tough to defend too. He really is. He he has he has a dynamic where it's like Lamar Jackson with his quickness and Russell Wilson with his elusiveness, in my opinion. So you put that together, Kyler Murray, and he still has a great arm. He's very accurate. DeAndre Hopkins is lighting it up. He's a perfect fit for that offense. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what's going on going forward with that. But uh, I'm very very uh impressed with the pan with the uh sorry with the cardinals and the washington football team came back down to earth this week as you should be bro as you should be and this is what we expected we we both had the cardinals winning big here so this one doesn't really surprise us too much and the next game i think is pretty much the same ravens and texans they are who they thought they were on both ends i mean the ravens just run rough shot through the texans was there any doubt not really at all the texans don't match up with the Ravens or at all because they're just not as good in like any facet of the game, really. Um, Lamar Jackson, again, just runs through him 204 yards of touchdown. He rushes for 54 yards as well. Today, Gus, and this one was Gus Edwards' show, 10 carries, 73 yards. Like whatever running back they want could take over. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Dobbins gets hurt. They have Ingram. They have Edwards. Hollywood, the receivers didn't do much. Andrews was quiet. The only thing we didn't really like in this one. And then the Texans, I mean, how many sacks did they give up? I'm sure it was a decent amount. I think they want to say four. It looks like four sacks. Um, David Johnson was quiet. Watkins had a turnover. Cooks actually did well with 100 yards, but the Texans are a mess. And that's another co- – a lot of coaches on their way to getting fired quickly. I think Bill O'Brien's one of them. Uh, as he should. He's a terrible coach, terrible GM. He's, made, he's set that <laughs> team up to fail. And Deshaun Watson deserves better. He really does. But the Ravens are the class of the AFC. They're going to – they're still scary. Lamar Jackson looks good. The offense looks good. The defense looks even better. So, the Texans have a lot of work to do. I will tell you that. But the Ravens – you want to talk about a good game this week, Monday night, Chiefs-Ravens, what a game. Yeah, that's going to be the best game of the week. We're going to do something fun for that. Maybe we'll even have some live coverage or some baseball that day. We're going to have our Tides Tuesday touch earlier that week because we have a big playoff game that Tuesday. So we're not going to be able to record Tides Tuesday and Tuesday next week. So we're excited. A lot of stuff's going up. Baseball and football colliding again. Some of the things get hectic for us, but we're here for it. Yeah, definitely. We uh, got a big, a lot of stuff going forward. A lot of uh, important pieces we're going to – Go next week and play off baseball. Uh, great Monday night game. We're going to have a lot of stuff next week. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so subscribe to Grunt Talks MLB. Thrive Fantasy is our sponsor. Put in the promo code Grunt, G-R-U-N-T. $20 will match it. 